It's time to hammer. Okay. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. The Young Chunks Podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, everyone, to After the Credits, the Yum Chunks Podcast. I am Sean, your host, and with me is your other hosts. We have Ryan. Yay! And and we have Chris. Hey, hey, hi. Hey, you sound much better, Chris. I've made it. Uh, I've made it back from the upside down. <laughs> it was pretty rough there going, but we pulled you through. Um, not Chewy and uh, Vince. They were lost on the other side. I think they're they're in like the the gooey cocoons, having their life force sucked out of them. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the other side. They just prefer to sleep in gooey cocoons. <laughs> um well welcome everyone thanks for tuning in <laughs> to our gooey cocoon discussions um they keep asking me to kill them <laughs> kill me. uh we're we're gonna have our special haunted spooky halloween episode <laughs> now <laughs> talking about all things spooktacular in the middle of november right when you want it <laughs> um we're going to talk about a couple of things. We, we've all been watching different shows. We all love the, well, I don't know. We'll, we're going to talk about Castlevania, the new um, season. Um, Ryan, you said you started talking about or watching Sabrina. Yep. I watched a kind of spooky movie. And then after all that, we'll start talking about House on Hill. The Haunting of Hill House. The Hill of Haunting House. The House uh, of Hill Haunting. That- hill in a house um yeah so that's what we got in store for you tonight yay boo what's the spooky thing you watched sean it wasn't actually that spooky but it was billed as kind of spooky and um i know chris you were interested i don't know if you ever watched it but uh apostle the apostle on netflix i still haven't watched that um I will say it's better than most of the Netflix um, <laughs> film kind of pattern of cool idea, and then it completely falls apart. Right. And that's being generous even for some of the Netflix films. <laughs> yes. Um, We're looking at you, Avatar. <laughs> what? Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. That's, that doesn't apply. <laughs> um, but is it better than Ibiza? That's the question. No, it's not better than Biza. That's that's for sure. It it's it's not quite as like a high concept premise. It's kind of cool. It's it's more disturbing and kind of gross. It's not scary really, um, but I like the people in it, and it doesn't quite fall apart at the end. Though I do think it is the second half is worse. <laughs> so it falls apart at the end. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> okay. That's um, all right. It's all right. That's a movie. I haven't seen any actually films in theaters though. Yeah, last I haven't. Couple weeks. I haven't either. I think that's partially because uh, Movie Pass has kind of been dropping the ball. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see Halloween, but Me it wasn't too. playing in Movie Pass. Yeah. Dang it. The only thing I did see movie-wise was uh, this movie called Enemy, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I've heard it's the. Um, isn't that who? Who is the director of that? Is someone it's uh villeneuve isn't it i think so i think it's villeneuve 
the guy who did the new Blade Runner. He's done a lot of other films, but uh, it is that's correct. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, it was worth watching for mostly for fans of film, maybe not for general audiences. But Jake Gyllenhaal is really good. He's really good in it, so it's worth checking out. Yeah, it's also kind of cool. it's actually kind of scary. In a way. Oh, there you go. Some more Halloween spook. Even though the film's like three years old now, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's still good. Go watch it. Uh, Chris, have you watched any films? Uh, in your life? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, what? <laughs> what? I don't think it's a loaded question, but sure. Uh, no. Uh, well, that's good. We've seen lots of things. Oh, actually, okay. I was wrong. I did see a movie in the theater. Uh, it was about a couple weeks ago. I went to a screening of Willow oh. in L.A., and Ron Howard was there. So, Whoa. Yeah, it was a, like, you know, a special screening at one, some art house theater um, on the original film, and they did a Q&A with Ron Howard afterwards, and it was awesome. It was super fun, and... It was just really cool, like a small little art house theater, and just like all super fans of like Willow, so like everyone's super into it, and I, I really love that film anyway. Um, and then Ron Howard comes out, and it's cool, just kind of like, you know, he was just talking about the movie, and the screenwriter was there too, and um, yeah, it was just a great time. Good, good that sounds, time. That good sounds movies. awesome, actually. That's really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. What was Ron Howard like? Um, he was cool. He, he's kind of what you expect him to be. He was a little bit more rambly than like, not, not necessarily in a bad way, but like, um, you could tell he didn't have a script. I mean, I don't know what that means, but like he, his, his question, her, the, his answers to people's questions were just like really long winded and he would kind of go off on tangents and stuff like that, but it was still very much the wrong hand. Actually, it was kind of funny. This one guy. So, so as Ryan and I, as uh, very, um, as you know, People who go to conventions, i.e. Comic-Con, fairly often, yeah. and go to panels where people ask questions, um, there's always a kind of the, the Comic-Con element of the grown question of like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we and, do. <laughs> <laughs> and you go to like a, like a hipster L.A. film screening, you expect a higher quality, higher standard for your Q&A, uh, but you should not <laughs> expect that. So... <laughs> I mean, you get some okay, you know, there's yeah. a lot of film snobs, people asking about stuff. But then you have, like, this one guy who literally is like, hi, I have a treatment here for Willow 2. Would you mind reading? <laughs> and everyone just, like, collected, like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. But then, like, Ron Howard, like, he he, he was, like, you know, he kind of knew how to, I guess, answer that. And he's like, well... Right. I, I don't know if I could I can't really take anything because I can't really say anything, but there may be something already in the works for it. Like, so you heard it, heard it here first. Willow oh, Two uh-oh. is confirmed by Ron Howard. Definitely wasn't just trying to placate some <laughs> random weirdo in an audience. I feel like um, Sean's doing a Ron Howard impersonation right now. That was a very <laughs> long-winded response. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyways, but that was fun. So I saw awesome. that in the theaters. It was good. That's cool. I do love that movie. Yeah. But can you confirm for me that uh, Val Kilmer, Kilmer was actually in that movie? I, I can't. Dang it. <laughs> it was either CG or it was Burgle Cut the whole time. Burgle Cut. Um, 
<laughs> but movie wise, that that's all I got. Uh, but I've been pl- I'm doing other things. I've been playing some games. I got Red Dead Redemption Two. Nice. Because everyone in the world has to play that game. <laughs> yep. Everyone. I, re- so I refuse. I'm doing, I'm doing my patriotic duty. Um, but you I'm didn't. But so you fun. didn't vote on Tuesday. <laughs> Voting's for suckers. You really love America. You play video games. Uh, no, I did vote too. But um, so that's fun. And I beat. I mentioned in the last episode uh, the Oprah Din, Return of the Oprah Din. I beat that. Highly recommend it, Ryan. Especially, I think you'd really like it. Uh, cool. Well, I haven't heard the last episode yet, so. Yeah. Well, I recommend that game. Go play it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, this, sorry, I'm going off on, I'm getting all of my stuff out of the way. Then you guys can talk about your stuff. Um, so a friend turned me on to this. I've been listening, I finished all of listening to all of the radio broadcast, NPR broadcasts of, of Star Wars, A New Hope. And it was awesome. You guys should all listen to it. It, they were recorded back in like 1981 for the original New Hope. Um, but it has Mark Hamill and Anthony Daniels actual, like, doing their voices. All the other characters are, you know, different actors. But it's like a radio play, like, just like a radio drama. And there's, like, half-hour episodes. But it's the whole New Hope. But it's really, really, really good. It's surprisingly good. Like, hmm. like I think, Ryan, you're talking about those. You were meant telling me about some X-Files episodes you were kind of listening to, which were audio only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you think about like old radio dramas, I yeah. back in the olden times. Yeah, that's whenever. what I was, Yeah, that's what we're comparing them to. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I imagine they would be, but they are better quality than I was expecting, just in terms of, well, the writing and and the voice acting and stuff, and obviously they have like the score behind it. So you got John Williams, and they do a pretty good job with sound effects, and I think it helps that you know. I'm super familiar with the films and people are, so you are kind of picturing everything going on, but I don't know. It's just, it's really, really good. Some of the line readings, like even from like Mark Hamill and stuff are like, Oh, that's, that was like as good as the film. And, and um, they even have a whole bunch of stuff that's not in the film. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of like Luke's, what he's up to as a young moisture farmer back in the homestead and his buddies, you know, hitting Womp Rats and Beggar's Canyon. And and then you find out kind of like the little bit of the lead up to how Leia got the Death Star plans. That was not Rogue One. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, it's really, really cool. Uh, that is, that perfect, sounds cool. That's a good recommendation. It's perfect for like, yeah, a commute, like listen to on your ride to work and ride home from work. Highly recommend. You will not be disappointed. Anyways, that's all I got. What else? What other things? You got Chris. You've been playing any more video games? Do you play video games, Chris? Uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Chris? Are you watching? What movies have you seen? Eh? No movies. Oh, what, what about actually, video games? Actually, uh, I did recently. We we like to show uh, movies at work on Thursday nights in our screening room, and uh, I have this so bad it's good. Uh, Japanese film called Versus. Did I ever show that to you, Ryan? Or yeah, Sean? I watched that. You showed that to me. Actually. Is that the baseball one? No, no, no. That's no, Battlefield no, Baseball. That one's also pretty okay. funny. That no, pretty this hilarious. one. This one is like um, these people all meet up in a forest. Some of them are like escaped convicts, and some of them are gangsters and stuff like that. And 
they they get in the forest and then the dead come back to life and it's like silly kung fu action and all this other stuff and i don't know it's it's it was pretty funny i watched that again it was really funny that's good i remember that one chris that was chris that was like the first film you ever let me borrow to watch and i knew watching that film that we would never be friends (laughs) you mean we were perfect for one another yes looking at the films that you recommend to us uh same thing yeah (laughs) uh yeah, I mean, I haven't been watching much. I've been watching a lot of uh, TV shows, though. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been watching much. I've been watching a lot, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what TV, TV shows, shows <laughs> have you been watching, Chris? Oh, so so glad of you to ask. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I've watched Castlevania. I've watched uh, Haunting of Hill House. I finished Daredevil season three as of last night. Um, I've been watching. How does what? I was gonna say, how does Daredevil compare to the other seasons? Because I plan on watching that, but I haven't started yet. I, I like it more Daredevil. than the second season. Oh, uh, I might. That's good. I might like that's it good. more than the first season overall. Uh, if it wasn't wait, did but did you like second season more than first? No. Oh. Oh really? I like oh. the second season more. Yeah, than the first. I don't like I don't like that the second season was two se- like two half seasons, right? Because the story arc kind of just swaps on you halfway through. Mm, I guess. Does it? I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because like the first half is all about Punisher, and then the second half it was about uh, Electra. Electra. It was like yeah, that's yeah, kind of true. I guess that's true. Yeah. All right, but regardless of that, so I was watching. I I kind of already told Sean about this, but they freaking the season three got me one night i was like oh i should i was watching an episode towards the end of the uh the season and i was super excited and i was like oh man that was such a good cliffhanger i kind of wanted to spend the rest of the night playing video game uh before i go to bed but i really i really no i'm 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 invested in it and so i started up the next episode without looking at the title of it or anything and it turned into just a karen episode and i was just like no no well, oh, I've made God. poor. I've made poor life decisions. Clearly, no. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know how, but they made me hate her character even more. <laughs> and, and then afterwards, I I saw the title of the episode, and had I looked at the title, I would have realized my mistake because it's called the Karen episode. It's literally just called Karen. Oh God! <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> wasted wasted my night with that freaking thing but yeah. well thanks no. for the fair warning yeah there's a karen episode you can <laughs> you can just fast forward through the first half of it because i can confirm it has nothing to do with anything it will only make you hate her more uh <laughs> and just skip to the second half of the episode which finally moves back to the present because the first half is like karen's back. history and you're right. just like you hmm. suck <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah but kingpin right. kingpin uh it's really good he's really good hmm. and actually call him kingpin in this season and he deserves his title for his plan okay. because his plan is pretty i'm a little skeptical because i didn't really like him that much in the first season so he does a lot we'll better. Have... i think he's a lot more cutthroat and okay. cunning conniving in this one so okay. i think all right i think it's pretty good uh i yeah, I don't want to go too far into a review of it, but uh, sure. I'm also watching Good Place season three. Nice. 
Oh no, Ryan! Have you watched any of that show, Ryan? Yeah, I've seen the first season. Okay, so uh, oh, this is I, because I did not know you have seen the first season. I, I guess we shouldn't get super involved because we don't want to talk about spoilers. But I just finished season one last night. Oh, um, spoiler! And like I said, spoiler. we don't want to like I, we won't go into specific spoilers. But how did you feel about the finale, Ryan? Uh, it's been a while since I watched it. I don't have. Why? What do you? I well, okay. So I did not really like it. So uh, <laughs> we won't get into a full review and stuff. But I, I, I like. I think part of it is because I knew there was going to be a kind of surprise-ish twist to the end. Oh, just because I knew I didn't know what it was. I just knew that there was going to be one. Just because I, you know, yeah. other people told me one. So maybe because I knew that, maybe my opinion was skewed. But I did not like the actual twist. Like I thought it was. It, it reminded me of Now You See Me. It was like one of those things. Oh, um, okay. Um, so anyways, I was just curious. To, if, if you obviously don't even remember, I guess you don't have a strong... Uh, yeah, I'll have to maybe go... Because I mean, but it's been so long since I watched the first season. I probably I have to do like a recap or something. Yeah. Well, I I mean, in general, I enjoy the show. I, I just yeah, like in, the, yeah, in general, I like the show. I think good. doesn't like the twist at the end. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyways... And then the last thing I'm kind of watching is that Titan show. I'm still watching that, which it's, it's a kind of hit or miss. Last week's episode was pretty good. Hopefully this week's episode, where they become more of a team, will be pretty good. But I'm invested, so I'll just keep watching, cool. see what happens. And then besides that, I've been playing some Dragon Quest XI. Oh, uh, so I just tried a demo. You, you know the Persona games, right? Mm-hmm. And have, did you hear like a while ago they released uh, like a, a dan- like a rhythm dance game for it? Yeah. And they're releasing two new ones: one for this time for Persona Three, and one for Persona Five. And I booted up the demo for it, and I was <laughs> I was messing around with that, and I I, I went through like the first couple tutorials just like the basic controls i was like all right all right i think i got this right and so i do but i don't finish the tutorials i just did like the 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 first couple like very basic control stuff i'm like i think i think i can figure the rest out from here and so i was like all right i'm out of tutorials going into the game start the level start the song and my god i had no flipping clue what i was looking at anymore it was just it was it was a cluster F of colors and everything. I was just like, I can't believe it, but I might have to go through every single freaking tutorial to understand what is going on in this challenge this accepted challenge <laughs> accepted. You're going to, you're going to download it and uh, try doing no tutorial challenge you to a duel. <laughs> you should do it. Do it. Do it. It's not two player. Uh, no. Challenge but you, but, you sh- but it is a demo, so you should you should do it. No, no, seriously, <laughs> I, Ryan, try it. D- try downloading okay. the demo, Persona Five, dancing in Starlight or something, uh, and don't don't Have you ever dance with the devil in the pale starlight. Yeah, don't do the tutorials and just try going directly into game and watch your brain just melt at like <laughs> what you're looking okay. at. Watch it melt. So, don't feel it melt. It's it's like an acid trip. But uh, yeah, so I've been doing that too. Acid, you've been doing acid. Yeah, a lot of acid. Oh, and last <laughs> last note is Echo Combat comes out 
on November, November 15th, and I'm super excited. Just and in time for my birthday. Yep. And we got lots of... When are we going to get that sponsor money from... Yeah. Well, I keep bringing it up, and maybe if I bring it up enough, I'll eventually get it. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Uh, well, I mean, I already mentioned the movie Enemy. I meant uh, more. But... I meant more of how much Echo Combat are you going to play? Not, oh, not all about... of the Echo Combat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, also, Sean, you mentioned I watched. I started watching Sabrina, which I indeed have started. And actually, I'm really liking it. Uh, That's next on my list. Yeah, Did you hear that I, they got sued by a satanic cult <laughs> for like for like fifty Fantastic. million dollars? And I think they lost. Well, that's probably for the best. But um, <laughs> uh, it's good though. Yeah, actually, I'm surprised how much I'm liking. It. In fact, I, well, one of the reasons I started watching it, besides the fact that Netflix keeps insisting I do. Um, <laughs> is that actually two different people in real life have requested that I watch it and do a podcast or uh, after the credits episode on it. So oh. yeah, maybe we'll all have. That to was watch. actually if, next on my list to watch. I'm definitely down to watch it. I'm only hesitant because of the main actor. Yeah, the main actor from uh, Mad, Men. Mad Men. I hated her so so much in Mad Men that it's hard for me to separate that from her at this point. Well, yeah. No, I, I don't know. She, yeah. Isn't she a child? She's a child. I don't know how much you can hate the child, but... Oh, I can. Okay. <laughs> we all know well, I do how hate much Chris can hate children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I do recommend it. Um, I'm only, whatever, whatever, three episodes in, but so far I'm liking it. How, how long is the season? Uh, I want to say it's kind of short, actually, because they're I think hour episodes, just like a thir- 10, 13 episode season, normal. I don't even, normal I don't even think it's season. that long. Oh, okay, Eight, maybe. Oh, easy. I'm not gonna go into work tomorrow. I'm just gonna watch it. <laughs> it's for the best. You heard it here um, first, Naughty Dog. Yeah, it's ten, it's ten episodes. Okay, normal Netflix yeah. season for an hour long show. Yeah, that's cool. But anyway, yeah, I recommend that. Uh, cool. Anything else? No, I think we should get into the Hill House haunting. No, let's talk about Castlevania. But I want to talk about Castlevania. Let's take a break. Castlevania. What do you want to talk about, Matt? Oh, we, don't, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Brian got it. I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't know why you started singing it. I just knew the <laughs> tune, and I sang along. The final countdown? Yeah, I was yes. originally going to do the X-Men theme, but then final countdown came to the forefront of my mind <laughs> as soon as I Neither said Neither apply. <laughs> so then how could Ryan have got it? If you I don't know. Do what that's, how, do. that's how in sync Ryan and I are. Yeah, me and, me and Chris are like... From the very first do, he, he anticipated, he anticipated do. my needs, Sean. Something <laughs> you never do. You, you guys are repeating each other's sentences. <laughs> We're not finishing each other's sentences. We're just <laughs> repeating them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well castlevania yeah. that's a show and we all watched it um sure did yeah uh what did you guys i mean it was season two <laughs> so season one is already out came out last summer but you can view this you can view season one and two as really more of like one season right because yeah, it, it's one yeah. arc 
Yeah, and yeah. For sure. season, like season two one is felt the more end. like it was like a trial. Like, yeah. hey, is this going to work? Yeah. You want to watch this? Oh, you do? Okay, here's a whole bunch more. Yeah. Um, Although and... I will say the second quote-unquote season felt... Uh, or it didn't feel like a different show, but in terms of like the story that they were going to tell, it surprised me that it, the story it ended up telling. I think it's a little, yeah, it's a little weird because the first season really focused on Trevor, right? Like Trevor's journey, yeah, and he was the yeah. forefront of almost every episode. But yeah, then second the second season, season they approached it from like uh, almost anybody but Trevor. <laughs> yeah, which I, mean, I yeah, at first I was like, ensemble. when are we getting to the heroes? But then I was like, wait a minute, that's not what this story is about. Yeah. At least not right, or yeah, at this yeah. point. Well, I mean, that I mean, I think my biggest criticism of it, and I don't know if it's is that the our heroes are pretty inactive for the first half of the season. Correct. Um, but luckily, our villains. I mean, yeah, villains are all really cool and interesting, and. I'm fine watching them instead for right. most of it. So it, it it's fine. Like it it's not the show doesn't suck or the show's not boring because of it. It's just kind of weird that like oh our heroes are just kind of sitting around. Yeah. All right, that's fine. They're, I still like them. They're cool. I like Trevor and Silva. And... I mean, no, I think it's important because I I mean, did you did uh, either of you see that that uh, interview with the producer uh, on Kotaku that they did yesterday? He yeah I he talks that. about that. There's a lot of there's actually a lot of setup in season two for characters in the world that weren't even shown and stuff like that. So, and I, I feel the same way about like Hector, right? Like Hector, yeah. they may have gone like a slightly different route with him, but Hector is the main character in Curse of Darkness, which is technically the next one chronologically in the Castlevania series. So I imagine Hector will continue to play a somewhat important role in whatever they decide to do next and everything. So but hmm. yeah, that just that slow buildup of every character. Um, well, also, I guess it's worth stating that um, this, for those who don't know, this is an adaptation of a video game. Um, I think that's probably people who, anyone who is interested or who has watched it probably knows that, but maybe not. But And, and all three of us, at least at some level, are familiar with the video game franchise. Like, I don't know if any of us are super fans or anything. But we are fans. I know Ryan and I are. Yeah, I'm, Chris, I'm a much big you fan. Yeah. Yeah. Not much at all. I know it's a video really? game because I play video games. But <laughs> no, I suck at those games. I'm terrible. And I also really you I, haven't played. I literally just don't have the patience for games like that. Like Metroidvania or yeah. side scrollers, like or... Metroidvania games. Well, I mean, they're only Metroidvania in the lot la- in the last since Symphony of the Night. Right. All the pre like uh, the other ones were maybe. Sl- you might have been too young for i don't know um but there were more traditional side scroller you know on yeah. the nes and super ghosts and goblins um, esque yeah uh, okay yes, yeah i, I suck at those that. too okay <laughs> i mean i think i've i haven't played every castlevania but i've played most of them i would all i've and, also played most of them yeah and most of them multiple times too yeah. um so i guess i am a bigger fan than i kind of even think about um and that, but so my point though being is that um, our opinions of the show may be partially, you know, biased because we are gamers and we play the game and kind of are familiar with this to a degree. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that the show would or is 
is awesome. Oh, I guess we haven't said, but I like the show. I think it's awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I do the too. show would be awesome. <laughs> the show would be awesome even if you hadn't had that knowledge. Yeah, like, if I you think, hadn't played the game at all, right? I think, really yeah, awesome. I think it has a good wild appeal, and I that it'll appeal to anime lovers in general. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not to necessarily pigeonhole it into that kind of category because I think, yeah, I think it has a pretty wide appeal. I honestly, gamers. I think this is the first anime in a while that I've been like truly excited and invested in. Uh, so take that, my hero fans. <laughs> <laughs> that show is overrated. You heard it. It's overrated. <laughs> no, but like Castlevania, like the animation quality, is super high. I think, I think I read somewhere uh, that it was the same animation house that did the Vampire Hunter D movies. Did you guys? Or it actually felt people's... like that. I, yeah, I, yeah. There was a couple times watching it, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if this was the same as Vampire Hunter D." I, I never bothered looking it up, but I kept at least like the 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 main character artist, right? Because the characters yeah. seemed very they it's... they looked like the that Amano art almost, right? Uh, like, yeah. Very okay. Detailed. So I, it's so funny. I thought the exact same thing that Alucard and Dracula both were spot on dead ringers. I was like, "Yes, this exa- very much feels like uh, Hunter D." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, just very high detail. It was mm-hmm. the the love of that property. It was very evident watching every episode. So, yeah. Um, I mean, one of the reasons I like it so much is because it did. I think it's this is the best example of well for fan service for kind of lack of a better term, um, because it's really indulgent in it. But it never detracts or is never, um, you know, it, it's, it never takes away from the story or characters. Like, all of that works fine. And like I said, you don't have to have known the games or anything to to enjoy this. But, like, I feel like any moment they can. Like, they, Trevor's literally opening a treasure box with a whip inside. <laughs> if that is not a video game. Like, <laughs> but it's still just like, yeah. I was just like, I know, oh, man, this is so cool. There's Wall- so many moments like Wall- that chicken. that I kept. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that I kept thinking like, am I enjoying this because it's from the video game, and I'm I am getting very pumped for it. But I'm like, ah, maybe this isn't fair to like a like a, a non video game player might watch this and be like, what's going on? This is stupid. But I don't know. I was definitely overindulging in that those elements. Like I when think... Alucard turns into the wolf, you're like, yeah. they never set that up. There's no <laughs> way a non game player would like be like, yes, this is fine. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was fine with it. I thought it was freaking rad, but well, I mean, you t- that—that's the whole. I mean, I guess we might as well just get it out there. But that's the seventh episode. <laughs> yeah. That whole freaking episode. But the first part, especially yeah. the first fifteen minutes, when they're just fighting in yeah. the foyer in the entry, and oh the, and God. the Castlevania music is I, playing. Oh, I was oh, oh my! I could. I, I was like this. <laughs> no, it was like the to- greatest. It's so good because you had warned me, or I don't know if "warns" the right word, but you're like, "Oh, if you get to episode seven, you're gonna, you won't regret that." Yeah. And then as soon as I got to episode seven and that music kicked in, I lost my mind. I was so, I was just, ah, oh, I was uh, like, ah, yeah. I, I don't know, I can't remember the last time like I was so excited yes. watching a TV show, just like, oh, right? I, like I, like I had to because when I finished it, I texted Chris like right after. I'm like, oh my god, that was amazing. That is, uh, I almost texted just... you right. When that was happening, but it's like, well, I'm gonna talk to the whole group in like five or ten minutes from now, so I can restrain myself. But 
yeah, that was so amazing. They did such a good job with that music kicking in, like at the exact moment, and just yeah. it's the whole season been building up to this. So, like, yeah, this is what you've been waiting for. All the characters using all their abilities and just busting it all out to the music. Ah, it was, and then like Alucard, like I'm just gonna, okay. I, at this point, we're just gonna geek out and just talk about all the freaking things we love. <laughs> so, on top of the music. Or the music's actually on top of everything, I guess I should say. But Alucard, he busts out his sword familiar, right? (laughs) Right? I'm just like, oh, I I can't tell you how much I was freaking out. And then he freaking turns into the wolf and starts attacking, guys. I'm just, like, losing it. And it's like, everything they're doing is from the games. And, like, even even the the Cypher character, the the mage character, brings Mm -hmm. into, like, the more recent, uh, like... Uh, what is that, Aria of Sorrow or whatever, where yeah. y- you have the couplings. And obviously you, oh, yeah. you have a Belmont just kicking kicking ass <laughs> with his freaking morning star. <laughs> like, like, it was everything any Castlevania fan could possibly hope for. I also uh, I love so how good. unrelenting it all was, too. Like, it, it, it never yeah. held back and it was just like... I mean, obviously it was choreographed, but it, like it was like more yeah. of like a brutal chore. Like when he shoves it in like that one guy's mouth, and then just like pushes him back as he explodes oh, yeah. on everyone else. Yeah, it, no, it's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, I was a little shocked at how brutal it was, but I mean, it was it, it was effective. So, but I guess that's what I mean. Where I'm like, it was so fan servicey and, and indulgent, but in a way that you wanted to, because I think like other things that are adaptations, especially video games. Like, there's this hesitancy. Like, we we could only, like, hint and touch on, like, the video gamey stuff. We, we got to elevate it and turn it, like... Yeah, they fully, they like, fully no, embraced it. No, this is it. what we want to watch <laughs> this for. Like, this is exactly why I want to see a Castlevania show. You nail... Like, if I were to watch a Prince of Persia movie, I would want to see this. <laughs> Not whatever that movie was. Right. What does that have... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you don't like watching camel races? <laughs> Like, like, yeah, like, why, who, what does that have to do with Prince of No, Persia? it was Ostrich Race. Oh, uh, yeah. It was that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, it's like this weird, it's, I mean, I haven't seen every video game adaptation, obviously, but they're notoriously awful. And No, this and one, part of it this is one, that. This like one they, was perfect, right? They sat down and they yeah. were like, okay, we're going to start here. We're going to start with what is pro- one of the earliest ones in the storyline, and it's going to be... We're going to use its story. This is its story, right? Trevor's yeah. story is not altered like at all. And they're like, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I like that too. And from there, they were like, okay, beyond that, I'm sure they sat down. They're like, we want this big action scene. We want this big action scene. We have this in mind for, you know, Castlevania, uh, the Morningstar, all that stuff. And, using those using the games as the background they clearly were like okay we'll do our our movie adaptation or our show adaptation uh around these things rather than how can we just make this a two-hour movie right mm-hmm. they yeah i don't know they, they 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 pulled from the source material which nobody ever does yeah, I mean, they actually used it. They stuck to, and and I am as someone who I definitely think that adaptations do not need to stick to their you know literal source material by any means. You could you know some of the best adaptations are the ones who do change a lot. And yeah, but I think what I'm getting at too is just that like I think when you 
this idea that when you adapt a video game, oh, we have to make the story better, or we have to change things, or we have to like right, you have to make it palatable for a wider audience somehow. Yeah, and that and it's like no, not at all. Like I mean, you and I'm not saying that there weren't people involved in other adaptations that weren't passionate about the the IP, or I'm sure people on the Tomb Raider movie loved the Tomb Raider game. I don't know, but it was clear that the people who made this were like. I want to see like a freaking Belmont destroy vampires yeah. with the uh, Dracula killer whip. You know, like yeah. things like like this is what you want to see. And the story, and they're familiar enough with the IP and with Castlevania to know what stories are there. The groundwork for it is there, and just to build on it, they don't need to reinvent the wheel. They could keep what what already exists and just turn it into fleshed out, interesting. I mean, and you, and that's clear in all the villain characters. I mean, I call them villain, but. They're only villain because they're against the our protagonists, right? But like Dracula and all of his like we we touched on it, but they're arguably more interesting than the heroes yeah. at least for the first half of the show. I mean, I sure. guess like for, most for sure. good villains, yeah. right? They're the heroes of their own story. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, like Hector and Isaac, I and and Dracula, they, they were all I love those guys. Those yeah, were they all were awesome characters. Fantastic. I, I thought just the depiction of Dracula was mm-hmm. probably my favorite part of it. Like they they. Right, it was, it's this uh, great villain construction, is right, is to make them very human, which yeah. I love about it. And uh, there's, I, I, I don't know. There's some elements where I felt like they made the Dracula character too uh, sympathetic um, or too human or too, I don't want to say the word weak, but, um, but I don't know. I, I still loved it. I thought he was just a fantastic yeah. character. Well, I will say that I do think that, like, you understand his point of view in the context of the show because in the show there's not really a compelling case that all humans should should not die. Like, right? It's a <laughs> they're little... all just all, anytime there's humans except for our heroes, they're all awful. So it's like, yeah, I kind of get where Dracula's coming from, um, and that that makes him more sympathetic for sure. I mean, as as well as Hector and Isaac and you know all the other villains, um, right? Well, I feel like they have their own motivations, which I'm compelled towards, yeah. right? Whereas Dracula yeah. has his own thing, and the other characters are bound to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. necessarily think that all the other characters, in their own heart, believe all humans must die. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, t- especially with Hector, for right, sure. That's right. why I kind of thought his character was more compel- was one of the more compelling, is right. because it's clear that he doesn't think that. But he also like recognizes like they suck, <laughs> right? He's like, I, I don't want all, I don't want to kill all humans, yeah. but I wish they yeah. didn't all exist necessarily. Yeah, yeah, and you can see that from both of their perspectives, from Dracula's perspective, even though he does want to kill human all humans, he there's it's coming from a place of like weirdly compassion and just like you know, yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's just a really interesting and and an awesome take on just like dracula story in general which transcends the castlevania ip but then adding that castlevania element on it anyway makes that whole part of it right too, well it's interesting too. to say that the dracula character transcends castlevania considering dracula is well yeah you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no i know what you mean and i i kind of yeah. i have a lot of thoughts on that and how i think in the games how well yeah i guess the games but maybe also other extended ip uh and to an extent the series like dracula is some you know he's kind of almost like a force of nature or yeah almost like the uh maybe personification of man's sins 
or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like he is just the evil of man, and he's almost like he is. He is. You can almost say not to blame for his existence. Uh, yeah, I see. What you know saying. what I mean? Like he's like the solo movie. <laughs> the the what? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I mean, it's in, so. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, though, right? <laughs> no, that was a good one in my point. Uh, Sean linked me a video earlier this week about, like, the the chronological storyline of all these games. And in it, they point out that, I guess, the original novel, the Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula, is actually... It's, it's part, yeah, it's of, part the of the canon of Castlevania. <laughs> it happens, like, towards the back oh. half of it. And it, yeah, because most of the Castlevania games take place like well, like in the early Middle Ages. Or it's like right after the Belmonts disappears, um, basically, yeah. where Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, takes place. I found that very interesting. Uh, I was just like, whose insane idea was that? <laughs> that is really funny. Um, I think another thing I really, really appreciate um, is that. The, it 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 stuck to its guns by which i mean it didn't undermine the 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 solid character arcs that it had with like some edgy like oh trevor's really a jerk and he ends up being a jerk and or or you know I, i'm trying to think of like like a modern day anti-hero story yeah. of just like everything has to be edgy now or ooh we got to like undermine the solid heartfelt ending with something that oh but it's not as nice as you think it is or yeah. guess what like they stuck with it like it's like oh that's so perfect i'm just so happy like it 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 it, it was a good ending like everything was so cathartic and it came to a good head for each one of the characters i mean obviously there's gonna be another season so yeah. you know there's things gonna happen but but i guess for our three heroes primarily and dracula essentially but for alucard for trevor for Sypha, for like all of them it felt like yes, this is perfect. I don't need some dumb thing where like I don't know they this forced drama between Trevor and Alcard and I'm I'll never you know the Belmonts were if I ever see you again a Belmont again I'm gonna kill you you know like yeah. some sort of forced bad blood this stupid like no it was like yes this is exactly how I want everything to end perfect I'm happy with this yeah yeah no, I agree uh, I. Yeah, because I think you're right. I think there is too many shows where it kind of says like, "Oh, the hero steps," you know, the reluctant hero through the the climax. He saves the day, but then at the end, he's uh, he's still just a, a no good <laughs> crumb bum. Like, you know, <laughs> like okay, yeah, but you just saved the yeah. world. I don't know how much I would, I'm willing to believe that. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely know what you mean. I, I, although I don't know if I needed an entire episode for an epilogue. Yeah. Out of eight, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I did kind uh, of feel the same way. I mean, the episode was well, or the season was well paced, and they gave us just you know just enough. I mean, I could always use more because eight's mm-hmm. not really that much, unless you want to consider it. It was twelve, which I guess. I mean, maybe, I kind of I think back on that that final episode. I I think when I first finished it, I was in line with what you just said, Ryan, but. As I think back on it more now with some time, I do actually appreciate that it got its own episode because it. I think it getting its own episode just for the epilogue really allowed them to pace themselves and make it feel very, you know, like cathartic and like leave you in a really good spot 
because like like Sean was just saying, it's really solid. Everybody has essentially their ending and it's it feels good and nothing felt really rushed. And if they didn't have a full episode to do that, I mean, that episode actually does cover quite a lot, right? Like it covers like Hector, it covers oh. Isaac, it covers Trevor Silva, Alucard, uh, some other. And Carmilla. I mean, it covers every pretty much all yeah. our main characters, right? Yeah, but um, I mean, that's kind of what I mean. Like, I, I feel like Carmilla's, Hector's, and Isaac's story would have the, I don't know, five minutes of each screen time that they got at the final episode would have been better mm-hmm. served as the first episode of the next season. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but it felt yeah. odd starting a new arc for those characters that we won't get to see any more of. For another year uh the classic cliffhanger yeah i mean i don't know if i'd call that i, I kind of get it though. both ways i don't know I, I don't know if they were like they were not like plot cliffhangers there, no. there wasn't like anything where it's like oh what's gonna it was more character cliffhangers like oh i'm i wonder what's gonna happen to hector like what's here what's happening to his character or isaac like how is his character gonna develop what does that mean for this character um so that it was interesting i i like i kind of feel the same way where like a whole episode on epilogue is weird. I think almost like if you imagine as a movie, I would be less like um, it would be less noteworthy because it would feel more natural. Like a, like, okay, this is the tail end. Like, you know, return of the King. This is what happens at the end. But when you're breaking it up into episodes like this, that means that naturally one episode is just going to be like, yeah, the, the story is essentially over. Here's an episode where nothing is like yeah and I, I wonder if it's just because we're so used to modern tv shows and storytelling where they feel like all right it's over we got to get out we we're done we can't we can't linger we can't have a whole episode and i don't know how i feel about that because i do think that you know it it there is the possibility for well i mean it's it's hard to rock, i mean it's but, it's hard right. because yeah like you're saying we we in modern movies you have the big climax and then you have a very quick wrap up and end a movie mm-hmm. because movies want to the stories they want to leave you, you know, on that note. It, it's like think about like any of the yeah. Marvel movies, right? They always have the big climactic battle and a really quick wrap up, right? It's, it, mm-hmm. it's because yeah. it, when when you leave the and theater, is, they I want mean, you thinking about yeah. that that last battle, right? They really want you just like lingering on it, like, oh man, that was so cool, like the Thanos fight. Yeah. Oh my god, ah, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like on Splash Mountain. You just can't resist the thrill of that big drop, even though the fox keeps threatening to marry my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Classic clickhole. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, and that's and the thing is that they're both neither one's wrong. I, 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 but I, it is like right if you're a producer, you're making a film or a mo- or a TV or what, or like, yeah, you get out, you want to leave, just get out of the ending, and that's smart, you know, TV making and it's smart filmmaking. But I think you also miss out on the pot- potential of what we were talking about of like everything feeling so much more solid and substantial and cathartic of an ending yeah that's why like everyone who hates the return of the king's ending there's 10 endings like but i like all those endings i like to see what happened to all these characters and what happens to everyone like so i I mean i understand the criticism but i also like it yeah and i don't know we we don't need to get into lord of the rings right now but yes um it it, well but it's like you've gone on this epic journey with these characters that you've grown to love 
and you feel their struggles. Like, I don't want to just dismiss them in five minutes or five yeah. seconds. I, I want to, I want to say goodbye to them. Exactly. And that, and saying a proper goodbye takes a while, you know. But also, it's just really hard because episode seven was just so freaking amazing, and you're just like, I know. you're just like <laughs> on such a such an incredible high after that. You're uh, like, give me like, something, oh, give me so something. Good. Episode eight. I haven't watched it since I watched it the first time, and I know it won't be the same, but I. Like it's one of those things. I want to experience that for the first time again. Oh, it was so good and so good. And then like when they're fighting Dracula and he uses his big ball and it's again <laughs> from the game. He's Sean. using his Dracula move. Because I I was thinking that too. I was like freaking out because I was like that's like Hellfire, right? That's I think that's yeah, right? exactly. Like I was thinking that too. I'm like, oh my god, this is. Uh, it's like, yes, it's so cathartic. It's like everything you want uh, from like yeah. a nerd. Ah, uh, so good. Yeah, just like every move, just like when he would throw, just when freaking the uh, uh, Trevor would throw the little daggers, everyone yeah. <laughs> knows the satisfaction of pushing up B or whatever to throw yeah. your little dagger because it's it's the weakest alternate weapon you can have, but it's everyone's favorite because you can shoot him so fast and it's so satisfying. Yeah, it's so simple and easy. So simple. And then even small things too, like. Um, it's the other vampires. There's a couple shots of, but in the final fight, Alucard's doing it again. But when he's bash stacking or dash, dashing backwards, yes. like to avoid yes. and dodge, I'm like oh my god, that is totally. I also there's... noticed that, and I was just like, or like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> or the little hit, like Dracula's little magic cube thing. That is the exact replica yeah. of a save station from. Yeah. Some... <laughs> <laughs> like like all of these things like i don't know how you're aware much you're aware of these things chris as someone who is not quite as familiar with these games but like no. again it didn't detract from you right you it the, right but like as someone who knows all these things yes. it's just like oh my god this is amazingly <laughs> awesome it's yeah it's shown it's so funny like all the little notes that i wrote down i wrote like the back dashes i wrote the little daggers yeah. all these little or things like, they're in the ruined chemist or alchemy lab. Like, did you notice that too? Like, it was the. It looked yeah. almost exactly from. Uh, yeah, was, and then so the, all like the clockwork areas, right? They yeah. they somehow yeah. found a way to weave in these areas yeah. from the game, the clockwork, whatever they were called, and yeah. like, oh yeah, this is the castle's engine. This is how it moves and does this. Whatever. Yeah. Like that was so brilliant, and it just tied it all in so perfectly. Even the enemies, right? The enemy design, like the gargoyles yeah. and stuff. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I remember fighting these enemies and or whatever and yeah it it was just also the costuming i don't know if how much you guys appreciated that but i thought all the costuming and character well i guess that ties into character design but yeah i like so the, i mean the color palette stood out specifically to me again yeah. harkening back to games because those were what was recognizable i think a lot, obviously in 8-bit graphics some you know you're very right. diminished in what you could work with but it was those color palettes. And Trevor, they nailed the color palette for Trevor yeah. and Silva and Alucard. Alucard right? was – his between... character design was yeah. so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that so good. Last, last note. Did uh, – so the guy that's kind of behind this, the, the main force, the producer, Adi Shankar. Shankar. Yeah. Do you know the other things that he's done? Like he has – the series that he's done on YouTube that's called like the bootleg universe where he kind of does like his versions of things. And he, did you ever watch uh, the Punisher dirty laundry? Mm-hmm. I've heard it sounds uh, I think I, I did watch that actually. Yeah. Was that him? Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, also, did you, did either of you watch uh, Venom: Truth and Journalism, which was like a, a little short with Venom that you yeah. can't watch anymore because Sony uh, <laughs> really slammed him hard about that one? No. I did you ever see that really hardcore Power Rangers YouTube video? Oh, that I, had yeah. Them? Before the movie, it was a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember he, that. Yeah, that was part of his bootleg series. Like, he's uh, done all uh, that stuff. He was also, uh, wor- he worked on Dread. Oh, That was cool. like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, got a, he's got a pretty good list. Ryan and I saw him at Comic-Con last year. I think we, after, after you know, last summer when we were talking to you about it, Chris, um, but they had a, he had a they had a panel for the Castlevania show because at that time season one had just aired, mm-hmm. and so we went to that panel and yeah he he seems super cool just like a normal super cool and you but you could see how much like he is passionate about what he likes and and whether that be games or whatever things it is, and and yeah he seemed cool the panel was fun it was kind of cool to get a inside a little like right after it was aired and it was still pretty popular well it's still popular but you know the kind of hype was on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was really good. I really like, uh, really like that show. Can't wait for season three. Go Go watch Castlevania if you're a fan of just fun action or anime or or the games, obviously. But even if you're not a fan of the games, you will enjoy this very much. And it's only twelve episodes, twenty five, thirty minutes each. You, it's super fast. You'll be able to finish. You know what? I think Paul. I know you're gonna listen to this. I think you'll enjoy this for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, if he's played any of the Castlevanias, even like I say, even if he hasn't, but especially if you have, I think he'd love oh, it. Oh yeah, so. I think he's gonna enjoy it. Anyways, cool. Well, there's Castlevania, and we have a whole other thing we should talk about, or we are going to. I don't know if we should. We maybe shouldn't, but we're going to. Yep. You can't, can't stop yep, us now. It's too late. Us. 